know what that sound means. It's another exciting installment of the Fan Brawl Seasons Podcast, where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises, like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So strap in, guys. It's another exciting episode about to start right now. What up, podcast land? This is your host, Jamin Joe, of the Fan for All Seasons podcast. And on tonight's episode, we're literally talking everything. We're going to be talking some Braves. We're going to be talking some Georgia football. We're going to talk some Atlanta Falcons football. We're going to talk some basketball, getting into some Atlanta Hawks as Atlanta's Air Force opened up last night. And we're also going to talk some University of Georgia Bulldog basketball as well to round up the show. So we're literally talking everything, baseball to football, basketball, everything in between. I'm really excited. It's just yours truly flying solo on the show this week. So I hope you guys like the show that we've got put together for y'all. And it's also Friday. So I just figured, I know you guys are thinking, Jam and Joe, why are you doing a pod on a Friday night? Well, guys, it's been a crazy week of baseball. But before we get into the crazy week of baseball and sports in general, I think it's time we get a word from our sponsor and fan for all seasons is brought to you in part by georgia smoke barbecue authentic original oak smoked barbecue catering you can learn more at georgiasmoke.com and so guys we're gonna hit lead off with some with some atlanta braves baseball and so where the braves sit now it's 3-2 and it's coming back to atlanta i know game five we all wanted to get it done with freed last night but max freed just wasn't on his game and it looked like early on he he did a pretty good job of making pitches and commanding and commanding for strikes and getting after it and stuff and then something then something after that early on in the game was triggered and Chris Taylor and the Dodger offense came to life and the Braves find themselves in this position but but the big key thing that I like is that the Braves are at home they're looking for Ian Anderson to bounce back and I think he will you know as we've talked about with Ian his big thing is his changeup. if he's able to command his changeup and fastball early in the count for strikes and able to get up with this first inning hiccup he's had for some for some reason early on in his career I think that be essential for Ian. I expect him to get back on the beam. Ian's a really talented pitcher. He's faced the Dodgers before in the postseason a year ago in 2020. In one of the starts, he wasn't phased by the moment at all. And I just think Ian's a guy who who will rise to the occasion, who who knows what it takes to win. And like I know and I also realize the Dodgers are starting Max Scherzer. And Max Scherzer is a great pitcher in his own right. But I don't know. I just got a feeling about Ian and the Brave offense. And speaking of the Brave offense, that's where we're gonna transition first. Or that's where we're gonna transition next, I should say. But before we get into the Brave offense, I want to drop a quote that Freddie Freeman said last night. And his quote was simple, talking about the narrative between LA and Atlanta. Quote, it's going to be the narrative. It seems because every day it's brought up. So I don't think we have a choice until we kill the narrative. We're we're up 3-2 and we're going home. And that's a great position to be in. And so I agree with Freddie Freeman. The Braves are in a really good position with both games being here in Atlanta. And I really like where the Braves are in this spot. And guys, let's be real. I mean, this series with against the Dodgers has been nothing but, but twists and turns and up and down. And your emotion as a sports fan is just... Is just a roller coaster ride and um, I mean it's really fun but it's also really nerve-wracking and there's a ton of anxiety and I feel really but I for some reason I feel really good about 
where the Braves sit right now. And one of the reasons I feel good about where they are is one, Eddie Rosario. Like when you, and so let's get into Eddie real quick. So Eddie Rosario, you could argue, has been the unsung hero for the Braves this postseason. That's going to etch him in Braves lore with guys like Mark Lemke and, you know, greats like that of the past. And you think about Eddie Rosario statistically, what he's doing in the postseason right now. And his stats are really good. And and so with the Braves in the postseason against the Dodgers in this in this series, he's a batting average of 571. He's got he's drawn two walks. He has six RBIs, two home runs, one triple, one double on 12 hits. Guys, Rosario is in fuego. You can put him anywhere. He can bat fifth. He can hit leadoff. And I just think Eddie Rosario is going to be key down the stretch. If the Braves find a way to pull this thing out, I have no doubt that Eddie Rosario is your MVP of this series. And I fully expect him him to be the MVP with all things being considered. I mean, with the, with the Braves pulling this out here against the Dodgers in either game six or game seven. And so one last point I want to make about the Braves the Braves also did get the Braves also did get some good news yesterday with the news of Jorge Soler coming back from COVID. So in my opinion, I would put Jorge Soler out in right field and I would move Jock Peterson back to the bench. And and I just feel like Jock's been cold of late. And where Jock can really thrive is is that is stepping up in a pinch. You know, when you need a big hit, Peterson's had big moments. He's not scared of facing his old team. Jock Peterson is a team guy and will do anything for said team. I just really would like to have Soler back in uh, in the outfield. I know he's not known for his defense, but he's got a but he's got a good throwing arm. And he's got really good pop for the Braves, and I feel like I feel like having a guy like Soler could really jumpstart your offense from a right-handed side in particular. And so that's going to kind of do it for our Braves part of the show. I like I, one last point. I like where the Braves are. I, I know they're going to close this thing out between either Saturday or Sunday. I like the pitching matchups. I know you got to face Bueller on Sunday if it's a game seven. You gotta face Scherzer. But this Braves offense has shown that they're not scared of Scherzer or Bueller. And we've knocked both guys around. And I look for the Braves to take care of business at home. So anyway, so that's gonna do it for our Braves part of the show. We're gonna jump over to Georgia football. And so this week is Georgia's bye week. And so next week we all and so next week we all know what that means. It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party next Saturday, 3:30 at um at the home of the Jaguars in Jacksonville. And so that'll be really fun. I'm excited about that. So, some storylines I want to get into as far as Georgia football. So, Kirby Smart did an interview with ESPN and said he has envisions of playing both quarterbacks. In my opinion, I think you can play both. And I just think, I think Munkin and Kirby will have to have different packages for Stetson where he's able to run that zone read effectively. And then you have JT in there who's the more pocket passer who will hopefully be able to get this passing game going. And, uh, and, and so, I just think he'll be able to utilize both quarterbacks. I think Georgia will go down in Jacksonville, take care of business and put a beat down on the uh on the gators for sure and so keeping with georgia football here i've got some more stuff i want to get into and georgia did receive some injury news i guess i found out about this yesterday kendall milton the georgia running back he's dealing with a knee injury and he'll be out several weeks but a guy who i think could fill in for him in his stead is one dejon edwards number 30 and he's like the four string running back for the dogs but edwards is a really talented back and i think now he's going to get some more carries and he's going to get an opportunity to provide an impact for this georgia running 
game. When you got guys like Zamir, you got, you got a guy like James Cook, Dejon, as I've been talking about. Then hopefully Georgia gets some good word on Kenny McIntosh. So, so I think Georgia's in a good spot as far as the running backs as well. Despite losing Kendall Milton, I hope we can get Kendall back for 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 bigger games down the road like the SEC Championship and all that going forward. So now we're going to move things over to the wide receiver spot. There's been much discussion surrounding surrounding Georgia and their wide receivers, but they could be getting some guys back like Marcus Roseme, Jack Saint, Here's Jackson and Jermaine Burton. I think the one guy out of that group that could really that could really provide a major spark would be would be Kiaris Jackson. We've seen him catch punts and we've seen him do a good job in that department. But I really think his experience and his ability to create separation and make people miss is something Jordan's desperately been lacking. And you could say the same about Jermaine Burton. Jermaine Burton is, is a home run deep threat that Georgia has as well. And you know the dogs are looking to get him back too. And uh the whole Hopefully Georgia can get some of these receivers back. The one wild card in all this is George Pickens. I'm trying not to get my hopes up too high, but guys, just think about it. Like down the road, the SEC championship, and you got George Pickens in there. And I know there's a lot to weigh with the NFL and all that as far as Pickens, but I did hear an interesting interview on an Atlanta radio station with Terrence Edwards, the former Georgia wide receiver. And he was asked about the Pickens situation, and he said if it were him, if he were in Pickens' situation, then he would give it a shot to try to play. And I, everything that you hear and and just kind of know about George Pickens and stuff that I've read and everything and heard is that Pickens wants to give this a shot. He wants to try to play again. And so maybe that's something on the road is hopefully the ability to gain arguably one of the best receivers back in George Pickens. But again, I'm not holding my breath. I'm hoping we get Burton, Darius Jackson, Rosemary Jackson. Hopefully we're able to get get some of those guys and then you're able to implement e- even more weapons for both quarterbacks whether it be Bennett or uh, JT Daniels. So I mentioned the dogs will be shopping the J-Ball next week for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Arguably in my opinion the best rivalry in all college football. Doesn't get much better than that. 50% orange and blue, 50% red and black. It's really cool. I love it. I'll be down there next weekend fired up rooting on the dogs and and I just think Jacksonville if you if you're a Georgia fan and you haven't had a chance to go to Jacksonville I think it's one of those bucket list trips you definitely have to do because there is nothing like it in college football. There is nothing like the Georgia-Florida game. It is the best rivalry in the SEC, in my opinion. It's one of the best rivalries in all college football. And if you have your opportunity to go, I would absolutely take advantage of it. So now we're going to jump to some Atlanta Falcons football. And so the bye week treated the Falcons well. Calvin Ridley is back, which is good. And the Falcons will be playing the Miami Dolphins on Sunday in Miami. And we did receive some news today for the Falcons that wasn't good. And that is one, Dante Fowler Jr. is dealing with a knee. He is on IR and will be on IR for three weeks dealing with this knee. But a guy but a guy that I'm excited about and a guy I know the coaches are excited about is Ndekunobo Agodije, the rookie out of Notre Dame, number 92. You know, he had a sack late in the game against the Jets and is a guy that could really provide some impact for, for the Falcons up front as far as getting after the quarterback. So watch number 92 as he tries to get after it for the Dirty Birds on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. As I mentioned, Calvin Ridley will be back. Matt Ryan will have his top target. And so just think about this now. When you have Calvin Ridley back, you gotta get you gotta get Kyle Pitts going. You gotta get more out of him. He had his coming out party last Sunday. Or two Sundays ago against the Jets, I'm sorry. But just imagine like if you got Ridley, you got Pitts, you got Gage, you got Patterson, you got Davis. I mean, and you also got Hayden Hurst. Like Matt Ryan's got a really good nucleus of weapons to throw to, which is exciting to see. Hopefully the Falcons are able to take care of business. The Dolphins, on the other hand, lost 
lost a heartbreaker to Jacksonville last Sunday. Didn't have a bye week to rest up. And there's all the rumors about Deshaun Watson and Tua and trading and everything. And Coach Flores, you know, could be on the hot seat. The Dolphins are 1-5. So look for the Falcons to go down there and take care of business. So that's going to wrap it up for our Atlanta Falcons part of the show. Now we're going to jump to basketball. We're going to talk some Atlanta Hawks. Season opener was last night for Atlanta's Air Force. And the Hawks, the Hawks really took care of business. They won. The Hawks really took care of business. There were 10 guys that played. You got to see Coach Nate with the interim tag off. And uh, the depth on this team is really impressive. You know, as I said, just a second ago, they played 10 guys. Shooting on this team is ridiculous. Sky's the limit for this Hawks team. And so and so our friends at ESPN Stats and Info had a great stat about Trey Young. So Trey had 14 assists and 19 points in the 113-87 victory over Dallas on Thursday. So that's the most in a season opener by any Hawk player since Mookie Blaylock at 16 assists in Atlanta's 93-94 season opener against Indiana. So so putting Trey in the same echelon as Mookie Blaylock, not only do they share the connection to being Oklahoma point guards, you could argue Mookie was one of the best point guards the Hawks have ever had. Like, Trey Young continues to find his way in the upper echelons of this basketball franchise and has been nothing but great. But the guy I want to the guy I want to talk about for a second is Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish had 20 points last night coming off the bench for Atlanta and provided a real spark for the second unit. Like, Reddish is a guy who is a really talented scorer. We've seen it. We've seen him score in a variety of ways. You know, not only with the three-point shot, but his ability to get to the rim. Cam Reddish's stat line last night, he had 20 points. He was 3 of 4 from three-point land, which was awesome. He did this in 21 minutes. He was 7 of 15 from the field and just did a great job. Um, some other guys that really did well, Bogdanovich at 11 points, 3 of 5 from 3. Collins at 16, 2 of 3 from 3 and 9 rebounds. DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter to me, is the heart and soul of this team. Because you because de- the Hawks were able to put him on Luka, and Hunter shut him down. Hunter's stat line, he was 5'11", Five of eleven from the field, one of three from three-point land, and eleven points. It's a solid night for Mr. DeAndre Hunter. Look for him to kind of be the stalwart to the Hawks' defense, as far as on the perimeter. You know, whether I'm going to face threes and fours, the upper echelon of the NBA. I'm really excited about this Hawks team. The Hawks play Cleveland tomorrow night at six o'clock at Cleveland. So it'll be interesting to see what the Hawks do in that matchup with the Cavs. And so now we're going to move on to the last part of the show, and it's Georgia Bulldog basketball. The Dogs under fourth-year head coach Tom Crean will be playing in their preseason opener on Sunday at 3 p.m. at the Charlotte 49ers. And so Georgia's in an interesting spot. They got 10 new players, several of which are transfers. The two transfers that I want that I want you guys to be aware of is Jabril Abdurrahim. He's the son of former NBA player and Atlanta Hawk Sharif Abdurrahim and point guard and Gonzaga transfer Aaron Cook. Aaron Cook is a guy who is one of those super seniors. Cook is a really talented player. I think he's I think he's gonna be essential for Coach Green and he's gonna do a good job of taking care of the ball. Cook is a really good scorer. Abdurrahim is a guy who came from Virginia and he didn't really get to play that much in Virginia. And I look at him as being a guy being able to make a real impact for the dogs. So look so look out for number one and Abdurrahim and number 10, Aaron Cook, the former Gonzaga transfer point guard and wing, respectively, for the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia tips off their regular season, November 9th, first FIU. And I'm really fired up about this basketball team. I know I know they were picked to finish last amongst the preseason media, but that's a lot of hype. I never read into those polls, never buy into that kind of stuff. And I just think it's I'm, I just think it's dumb. I think I think a lot's yet to be written. And I'm excited to see what Coach Green can do in year four with these guys. We'll get into more Georgia Bulldog basketball talk as the as we get closer to the regular season on November 9th. 
against FIU. So before I get out of here this week, I want to tell you guys about FanFrostSeasons.com. And you can check out our website, check out our merchandise store. We've got our Comfy Colors t-shirts, we've got hoodies, and it's starting to cool down. So get your hoodies, get your sweatshirts. We got them in a variety of colors, so check them out. Um, rock those. And um, you can also check out the website and where you can listen to our past episodes and all that stuff too and uh, there's a sweet bio margie three and i if you want to learn more about how the podcast came to be so that's really fun too so i just appreciate the listeners and i thank you guys for the support of your favorite local sports podcast which this is and let me just tell you guys this is my this is my highlight of my week getting to do this podcast i love talking about sports i love these teams more than anything in the world i'm just so passionate and i know our listeners and fans are just as passionate as I am. So I appreciate you guys very much. So I guess that about wraps it up. Oh, oh yeah, we need to get a word from our sponsor. And Fan for All Seasons is brought to you in part by George Smoke Barbecue. Authentic, original Oak Smoke Barbecue Catering. You can learn more at georgesmoke.com. So for Jam and Joe, this has been another exciting installment of the Fan for All Seasons podcast. I'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Go Braves.